You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Pogues, it is fantastic to be here. So excited to be on yet another episode of this podcast. You, me, you know, talking about... Pop quiz, motherfucker! Oh, no. I... Did we do... Ho-ho! Here we go, my friend. I have to ask you, before we start the episode, how many Mark models of the Iron Man armor have there been? Total? Or in this Yes! Total. I, I will cite the, the in the comic book history, the most recent one came out in 2022. Oh, you're talking about, like, I have to know the comic books, too? How many, baby? Uh, I'm going to say, like, 2,000. <laughs> a high estimate. <laughs> well, I don't know. The comic has been out forever. <laughs> Since the 60s? Yeah, I guess that's a Yeah, but I mean, they did the storyline where he made a whole bunch of suits. Uh, the, the official tally, encompassing some odd choices, like when he was briefly on a Squirrel Girl comic, uh, the total is 72. Oh. 72 unique armors, each with different specific capabilities, functions, origins... Um, yeah, yeah, interesting enough. Uh, <laughs> one of them is the armor that was specifically built for the Extremis storyline, a Warren Ellis comic that we're oh, talking about yeah. today with Iron Man 3. Well, we're talking about a movie that took that <laughs> idea <laughs> roughly. Sorry, let me correct you there. A movie that took that name for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, this felt like saying that Thor Love and Thunder was based on the God Butcher story in the sense that they used some people from it. What you mean? You mean in the movie where the god butcher butchers one god <laughs> in self-defense? Yes. Less of a god butcher, more of a god survivor, I guess. That would be like that would be like if you like got in a in like a in a bit of a scuffle outside of a bar because someone was like harassing somebody, one of your friends, and you accidentally pushed him down some stairs and he died. And they're like, "We call him the Man Killer." <laughs> I didn't mean to. I guess. Come on. Actually, they would call you uh, Cameron Poe because you'd be oh. Nicholas Cage's oh, character. Yeah. <laughs> In self-defense, you go to prison. That guy had the worst lawyer. Anyways, anyway, my point being, if Nicholas Cage could play the God Butcher, I would have been happy. I, um, I honestly think it probably would have been a better movie. <laughs> but we're not talking about that. Uh, yeah, Extremis is at least not most- on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the armor from the extremist storyline uh the warren ellis comic in like 2004-2005 um is actually model 29 somebody went through and read through a lot of these like, wow. of deeply curious because in the movie a lot of like references are made to some of the ones that were previously like in various comics like um, it, it, the movie actually showcases one he built to go underwater to visit Namor and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have a couple, they have like the one too that he made that's like a, just like a heavy loader. Like it's yeah, heavy like a, so deep, so deeply underutilized. <laughs> what I love is they show it and you're like, oh, this is gonna come up later. No, they just it can just yeah. hold stuff. It never really does anything else. What's also bizarre is I learned in reading on uh, Iron Man's seven. Well, sorry, I, I, to be accurate here, skimming roughly through Iron Man's seventy-two different armors and their backgrounds. Um, that dude just that dude needs a fucking hobby because some of these are nuts. Like he makes one model that appears in three comics that's just for cold weather. <laughs> 
Wait, why wouldn't they all be for cold weather? <laughs> uh, and he only uses it to go to his own secret Arctic bunker that he built there. That he can only get to if he wears the cold one. I don't get it. <laughs> Wait, why would the Iron Man suit always be, like, climate controlled? That feels like something you would want to put in every model. The, the Marvel database has one sentence for this armor. The armor was used by Anthony Stark to travel to his secret Arctic bunker. Also, how dare you say Anthony Stark? What are you, his mother? Yeah, that is, that is a weird choice. <laughs> How dare you say Tony Stark's Christian government name? <laughs> How bizarre. I've never heard of him referred to as Anthony. Anthony William Stark. <laughs> he was confirmed, uh, John. <laughs> Very bizarre. Um, but I, yeah, I couldn't help but dig into, because I, I read up on the, the whole extremist storyline, um, which, you know, is, is significantly different. Um, although, yes. to... to to this movie and Warren Ellis's, to, to this movie's credit and to Warren Ellis's detriment, I was hoping Extremis as a concept would be better explained in the comics. And but it's not. <laughs> it's just it's just kind of like vague, vague super uh, or Captain America like super strength with like fire breathing. I yeah, just don't, it's, I, it's I, not I, the I, like it's not like they I did a disservice by changing the plot. <laughs> yeah. I I really thought the whole like fire component was like an over exaggeration of like one one shot of it somewhere in the comic. No, that is precisely what it is. And and like a lot of the sequences there in the comic are uh, I, I've dovetailed wonderfully into um, into our usual <laughs> comic verse comic verse film comparison. You know, like his first fight um, with one of the individual. I can't remember his name. He had, he had a boring name in the extremis. Um, like all, the, every character in this movie has a boring name. Well, no, in the comic, it's oh. not. It's not. It, in the comic, fucking Killian is seen in like the third page, shooting himself in the eye. <laughs> that is the end of him in the comic. Wow, rough break he for is, him. He looks like a nerdy IRS agent, and he 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 writes a confessional letter that he gave the extremist you know serum away to like a terrorist group and then shoots himself in in, in pity and, and and the actual like person who would be killing in the movie uh in the comics is just like uh, the, the, one of their test subjects uh, he had a name like it was like mervin it was it was a mervin. super boring it was a super boring name so i don't remember it sorry but, um, to our listener mervin uh uh but he it, Malin, it's Malin. Excuse me. <laughs> um, I liked Mervin so, better. Let's go back to Mervin. So Malin, but yeah, like in the comics, he, he he like he's got hot hands and he squeezes the armor so hard that it breaks and he spits fire. And I'm like, all right, well, I sorry, movie. <laughs> I don't know if I like the expression. He's got hot hands. Just a heads up yeah, he's for got, future he's, reference. I said that my wife could attest. I said that four or five times through the watching of this movie, where I kept asking. Why do hot hands just seem to shut off the armor? <laughs> I was very confused when they put the hot hands on the army. He's like, it's getting hot, isn't it? And I'm like, I can't imagine that's how it works. Like, I, there's got to be padding inside of the armor. It would take a while for it to get so hot it would be uncomfortable for the person inside. And how hot do your hands get? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but Let's to, face to it, us... the extremist power really didn't make any sense. It just seemed like sometimes... You would explode, but they never explained why. Just sometimes, extremist yeah. just goes extreme like a bag of Doritos, and you just blow up. 
I mean, it's not super uncommon in these movies where someone takes some experimental serum that, like, a bunch of people are given it and, like, only one person comes out and everyone else just seems to, like, reject it and die. That's not super uncommon. It's just that in this one, rather than rejecting it and, like, your body failing, uh, in this one you just explode, I guess. I guess you go back to your Tennessee home and blow up in a barn? I don't know. <laughs> it's confusing. Yeah, there was a couple of very confusing moments where I was like, wait, what, what's happening to these people? Um, but but putting the comics aside, uh, you know, because uh, this, this movie obviously takes a couple of chunks uh, um, of the comics. I will say, I do appreciate that the movie doesn't... You know, th- this movie... Uh, does at least stick to this one idea because it was certainly around this like time and like you know i, I was gonna say it's early it's just like second phase marvel but this is certainly possible for a second phase marvel especially third trilogy movie to be like hey what if we took six storylines and just yeah and just lace them together for a movie because that's what they did for like most things like what if it's like uh we're doing phoenix saga but also <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> Like that—that's kind of the nature of what these movies uh, kept the, the the their kryptonite, so to speak. So I was happy that this movie just did Killian extremists, lots of suits, Mandarin mixed in, but like kind of well, kind of held back there. Yeah, that's I think that's one of like the biggest parts of this movie that's very bad is like the Mandarin surprisingly seemed like a good villain, and they're like, no, it's actually this douche <laughs> you're like wait mm-hmm. what like the cool villain you created is actually the bad guy there's just some like guy with who's super it sensitive is, like it is super tricky yeah because you, you know uh uh the mandarin is like perhaps like the the arch for, yeah, for tony yeah, he's, he's sort of like his main villain in the old comics but he <laughs> is like you know naming a guy mandarin isn't obviously super cool yeah, he's the, the uh, t- t- if you were to represent the Mandarin as written, pretty problematic. <laughs> he's not also great. all right. Also, by the, by the way, kind of boring. He's like he's like um, kind of boring. He has magic. No, I he has <laughs> silly magic. No, he does. His rings control all of the elements. Yeah, yeah. I I, I always thought his. Uh, so I need to bring up the rings abilities because they're kind of goofball. Um, I'm pretty sure he can he can shoot lightning. <clears throat> he has the ability to create like windstorms. I think he can control water. I think there's ten of them. Each one of them has a different power. I mean, I think what's goofier is if I remember right, isn't he like purple for some reason? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, uh, you go through a lot of the original versions, and uh, <laughs> hold on. Hold on, I just found an OG image of him. So here, here's just for your reference of uh, what I'm talking about. Oh, I, I, he's never not looked dumb. I'll give you that. But, I mean, he is very much like Fu Manchu. Uh, right, right. Like a very offensive view of uh, Asian Asian villains, but. Uh, I mean, and they do make like kind of a, a funny reference in the movie where he talks about how fortune cookies aren't really Chinese, which is like sort of a funny thing to have a character who's referring to himself as the Mandarin, who's clearly a white man. Uh, but it's sort of bizarre because, like, you know, the Mandarin is like a character when they they said he was going to be the villain in this movie. I was like, oh, that's not going to work. Like in a comic book, yeah, a guy who has magic rings, sure. 
the boat has already sailed for dumb shit that happens in comics, you know what I mean? But in, like, the Marvel Universe, it would be really weird if there's just this guy who has magic rings. Yeah, it's... OG Mandarin is confusing. And honestly, now that we've had this movie, which just danced the Mandarin like a like like a like a tempting puppet in the trailer to get you to go see it and the real Mandarin established in Shang-Chi you know I I, I do sort of appreciate that the rings are they're, they're they more actually, I, don't, I was trying to remember do they introduce him as like a real character in uh, Ten Rings I mean I guess I mean, the rings in in that movie are meant to be the rings to my understanding uh, yeah, I think, but the, the Mandarin's not it. I don't remember. This is like maybe a, you're right. Maybe I'm just. I really just don't remember. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> just that I'm doubting you more. I don't remember that movie. Um, but but like the rings, like independently, I I, I <laughs> I'm trying to picture, I'm trying to picture picture like explaining, like the the Mandarin's like ten like hilariously rainbow rings you know what i mean i think like yeah like so when they introduced you know when they first said it i was like this is not gonna work this is really dumb he always looks stupid or like super racist like there's no like real good middle ground for character art like character models to pick him from but i was like yeah this is a weird choice and then when they're like oh he's gonna be like this terrorist i was like oh this is kind of cool if they make it that like the mandarin is like a title not like a dude from a a chinese guy a dread pirate roberts thing yeah yeah like he got his name because he was like you know a terrorist in you know in mandarin like in you know like the idea of like an area of china you know where there's like mandarin chinese and cantonese chinese uh i was like okay that could maybe work and it he doesn't have to be chinese you know he's just a terrorist or whatever so i was like when they first introduced him, I thought it was pretty cool. But then when the villain turns out just to be Killian, I was like, this is so lame. Like, this is this is like the bad guy from an 80s, like, college movie. You know I mean, he's basically it just is... a jock. I am torn on it, for sure. Because the 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 twist, in, in, in theory, is really interesting. That the Mandarin is just a concept. and But not in the way where it's like Dread Pirate Roberts, but in the way that it's like a fake mascot for terrorism. You know what I mean? That's like a interesting concept, but yes, it is a, a waste of the Mandarin. The, it would be like if like Lex Luthor in like the, the first Superman movie turned out to be like, not real, <laughs> just a fake bald actor. And there was really like, I don't know, <laughs> one of, one of, one of the, um, uh, of Superman's C level villains was, was really the, the, you know, the main thing that would piss people off. I get it. But, um, the other problem is that, like, the Mandarin doing his speeches and seeming to have some kind of um, Thanos-like, you know, uh, ideology that he's like trying to exact across like a, a like like a like a, a, a corrupt America. That seems compelling, right? More yeah. so than it's like, eh, I'm uh, like as you pointed, a guy who was trying to buy the ski mountain to take it from <laughs> to take it from the cool people who like to party yeah. there. It, it's it's also like really bizarre because like you have this Mandarin. He yeah, he's got like this like kind of interesting storyline. He's doing this weird voice, and then like the bad guy turns out to be he became a villain because Tony Stark said he would meet him somewhere and then didn't show up. Like that's yeah. that's the plot of this movie, which is you as I'm pretty sure isn't that the plot of the Incredibles movie? 
It is. It's not why the bad guy is because uh, the Incredibles are dicks to him, but like repeatedly. Yes, it is. Like multiple times, aren't they dicks? Like this is literally. For all he knows, Tony Stark passed out. He's an alcoholic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. At this point, there could have been any number of reasons why he didn't show up, or he's just like, oh, I guess he ended up, you know, having sex with that girl, so he's not gonna make it. But instead, like, he's like. Yeah, to, to he com- didn't to come. Com- I'm thinking about killing myself. This guy has like a project he's working on, but because one dude didn't show up to a rooftop meeting, he was like, "I think I'm gonna kill myself." No, instead I'm going to get rich, make a, a think tank, get government contracts, create extremists, turn them into bombs so that I can create a fake terrorist who will then kill the president so that the vice president can take over and give me money is what I think is the plot of the movie. Yeah, it's extremely confusing because... He's a war profiteer. That's like the whole plot of the movie. This is America, bro. You don't have to go out of your way to be a war profiteer. Yeah. We're just constantly joining wars whether we should or shouldn't. You don't have to make one up. If you went to the American government and said, I made a way to make a bunch of, like captain america's but also they breathe fire (laughs) and also i made like holograms and weapons like they would be like cool tony stark won't sell us anything anymore so we are on board (laughs) well also to picture this is a world where like aliens have come down from space right you went to the government you're like hey i think i created super soldiers they'd be like oh that's awesome thank you we were working on that anyways yeah like his whole plan makes no sense and he appears to already be wealthy so I don't really know what he wants the money I know. for. And he's not he's, showing up Tony because this wasn't Tony's idea. So like he's not really getting revenge on Tony other than he tries to kill Tony's girlfriend. Yeah, and he's like... By giving ma- her superpowers, which seem like a weird choice. He's like mastered extremist. Like he, he's, he's refined to the point. Like obviously it's killing some people, but that could probably be worked on. But he's essentially like captured this incredible... You know, uh, 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 and like extremists in the comics is much worse. Like it caused the one person who's, who successfully went through it to like vomit up a bunch of his like organs and then like collapse into so much like scar tissue that it was like a cocoon until he like reemerged like insane. So like the fact that you could give somebody this like pepper and she just sort of like, Hey, I, I, I was an executive, and now I'm an executive who can, like, punch holes through walls with magma steel forearms. It's like, uh... Th- it yeah. sounds like you just have an ultimate win here, Killian. What is, the, what is the Tony Stark thing about? Yeah, it felt very weird that, like, his plan was like, oh, if she blows up, it's really painful before it happens. In which, we've seen it happen. It's not that painful. The guy only, like, yelled for two seconds and then blew up. So, I mean, I guess it's painful for two seconds, but... You know, then you blow up, so what do you care? It's just, like, a very confusing... And, like, his revenge is, like, and if she doesn't die, I just gave her magic powers. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, again, win, not to win mention, there. Not to mention this movie being, like, um, really going out with a shocking a shocking note of, uh, yeah, anyway, I fixed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this this movie wraps up like oh, like boy. a Ferris Bueller's ending, like just like yep, everything's okay. And you're like, oh, well, all right, that's great. Absolutely no time dedicated to resolving the the, the challenges of this movie. Uh, uh, no, yeah, it, it it's very strange. It, it's tough because <clears throat> on a broad conceptual level, I really liked Iron Man three. I, I certainly liked it more than two. 
Um, because it felt like I couldn't quote to you much of what happened in two. I mean, I remember, I remember Whiplash, obviously, because he looks insane. But I barely remember like what the main plot is, other than that Justin Hammer is there. You know what I mean? I have, I have no recollection of what that movie's plot was. <clears throat> this movie is interesting, at least, because they, they they decided like, hey, we did one, we did two, which people liked enough. Um, but three, we're going to like deal with like Tony's emotional state. We're going to deal with alcoholism, kind of. We're going to deal with like his uh, his personal character outside of the suit, which I know a lot of people didn't like because they saw the trailer and they're like, I want to see Tony Stark flying around in a new suit, shooting lasers at the Mandarin with magic rings. And they got zero of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I think the problem is for me because like if you're watching this movie i didn't hate it if you guys listen to the mini episode i i've only seen this movie once and i did not enjoy it in re-watching it i wasn't like quite as down on it but i think i na- i think i figured out like the thing that i don't like which is he doesn't really feel like tony stark either and like they never really fully explain anything that's happening because like at one point it's clear tony stark has ptsd from going into that wormhole in, a, in the first Avengers movie. I guess because he saw the... And they never really explained exactly what gave him the PTSD. If it's because he now knows that there's aliens, or if it's because he almost died. They're very vague as to, like, what's actually triggering his PTSD. Yeah, fair enough. But he has PTSD. Uh, and to cope with it, he doesn't. He can't sleep, which is a common side effect of PTSD. Uh, so he starts building all these different versions of the Iron Man suit. He's up to 42 in the movie, Mark 42. So he's made 42 variants, or at least 40 variants of the Iron Man suit since Avengers. He, at one point, finally tells Pepper that something's wrong and says to her, you know, I can't sleep. You go to bed, I go downstairs and work. Something's really wrong with me ever since New York. So he tells her, like, if you if you knew anybody and they said that to you, you'd be like, oh, this person is suffering from PTSD or some sort of, like, depression or anxiety. The next scene, he's in bed with her and he's having a nightmare and he wakes up. And during the nightmare, he triggered the defense on one of his suits and it comes into the room and he has to tell it to power down. She gets mad at him and leaves. It's like, this dude has a serious, like, condition. PTSD is a very... You, she's so dismissive of it. And, like, as if, like, he farted on her in bed or something. She's like, I'm gonna go sleep on the couch. It's like, this guy has a mental problem. You should be way more supportive of this guy. He, he's going through something. But I... And then, like, that's sort of the problem is he then goes and meets, like, this kid. And they have a not-that-fun dynamic. I will say earlier you said the one thing I don't I don't like about this movie, and I was hoping that the next word of bed would have been the kid because, oof, I had a rough time. I don't like yeah. child actors like period most of the time. Uh, when one does well, I'm very impressed, um, and so I don't this like was not movies. one of them. When, when when movies rely on them too heavily, this was not one of them, and it, it was a little bit of the kid. It was a little bit of this writing that did not belong to a child. Like, his riff about his dad walking out on him, like, six years ago. I'm like, you're ten. I don't think Great. I understand. <laughs> Probably the the best joke in the entire movie, though. My dad went out for scratch-offs. He must have won, because he, he, that was six years ago. Great joke. Way too highbrow for a kid that age. Yeah. Not only does a kid deliver that line, but he also delivers it after walking in and handing Tony Stark a newspaper. Uh, hey, Shane Black. 
You know what kids don't fuck with? Do you know what nobody fucks with? (laughs) When was the last time you were like, oh, a paper? That kid felt like someone wrote like an old man to like, for Tony Stark to like find like an old man living in the woods who helps him, you know, get back on his feet. And then the last minute they swapped it out for a child and changed none of the dialogue. Like it just, it just feels like totally wrong writing for this child actor who's also absolutely beefing it uh, the whole time. I, I, and I can say that. It's not mean. He went. He was in Jurassic Park. It's fine. He's doing all right. But uh, <laughs> Oh, that's what I was I was like. He was in something else that I've seen. Jurassic World, I mean. So, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. Yeah, he'd be like 42 if he was I know. <laughs> I really wish it was the kid from Jurassic Park playing, playing the 12-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and, and, like, the problem is, too, is, like, they never, I don't know, they're just, Tony doesn't feel like, and not because he has, like, PTSD, it's just like, I don't know, in this movie, more than any other appearance of Iron Man, it felt like Robert Downey Jr. was just like, I don't really care. Like, I don't know, everything he did just felt, like, way too over the top, or not, I don't know, it just didn't have, like, the flair that he normally has, and I don't know if it was the writing, or what, but it's just, I don't know, there's just a bunch of goofy things in it it that really... It's it is some, it is a it is an over calibration I think of of Tony Stark's character because obviously yeah the, the one and two are certainly lighter and like Avengers this is like post Avengers which is probably the MCU at its jokiest well so far don't get me wrong well, until gets, Avengers two that's when that comes. until Avengers two and then until like the increasing jokiness like terminal well, velocity of, of Thor movie <laughs> jokiness um, yeah but, yeah, yeah. A, a phase four where they were just like <laughs> how many jokes can you fit into a movie um but but in in this one they certainly like calibrated in the other direction which is to make it more about a, a, a person you know he spends a lot of time outside of the suit you know you mentioned his ptsd you know he's suffering from a very real impact of some of the uh you know pretty wild shit for a regular person to be doing um uh you know captain america and the avengers like while he's also a quote quote unquote regular end quote dude um he also like fought through wars you know what i mean he's he's experienced a lot like tony has mostly just been like flying around in this suit with nothing to challenge him so to take a nuke into like a, a galactic rift is pretty big for him um so i like that they were they were dealing with that i think that was that was good but also parts of this movie feel like uh shane black you know kind of doing like a lethal weapon thing you know what i mean like it like almost like a buddy copy like grizzled cop thing there is some like weird yeah where it did feel like maybe he was trying to do something what i'm not 100 sure but and it's not the worst thing in the world but it is very much like anachronistic to like the tony stark we've had so far um which again isn't bad i mean many of the great runs of like any comic hero like like iron man is that like someone who gets a handle on Tony Stark and they write something really poignant about his alcoholism or something. And then that, that changes the character forever, even when he gets handed off to like a new, a new, a new, a new creator. Um, but it's definitely like, I, I, I appreciate, I think the whole time, even though I agree, Iron Man feels less approachable through this whole one. I'm just excited every time I watch well, I a Marvel guess, movie and I'm surprised. You know what I mean? I guess mean? the other thing that is sort of an issue is, this felt very much like Batman Returns, in which you were like, it's called Batman Returns, but <laughs> Batman's not in it, and Iron Man's not in it. He, he's Iron Man is in, like, a man in an Iron Man suit, 
almost maybe like 10 15 minutes of the entire like two and a half hour long movie it's a very long movie to not have the titular character do any of the things that people associate with him he also spends the entire movie in a broken suit so even when he's in the armor he can't do any iron man stuff yeah he can't fly he can't really (laughs) attack he's very not helpful he's very his suit is 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 wildly disabled uh, throughout the whole movie so and, and it's bizarre to me the the sort of reveal at the end that he has all these suits uh on control at at his command in his home that he doesn't utilize during the initial attack on his home in which all of his yes. loved ones are in danger it's <laughs> or at least that that, his I, that one was something one. that i felt was very confusing pretty bizarre like, wait what do, you, what do you mean like what happened to all the stuff he had and, and maybe, like, after you threaten an international terrorist that's been bombing uh, domestic targets throughout the United States, don't wander around in, like, your broken beta armor that has zero combat capabilities and can't fly. I mean, it just seems like a bad choice to be the one that you hang out in. Just put the fucking aquatic one on, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, like, what's what's crazy is he tells the Mandarin where he lives. Yeah. Then he which proceeds get... to only have one suit of armor available. Which I also think the one was... that doesn't work. Which I also think, by the way, is probably already known. Like, I think everyone knows where Tony Stark lives. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it's that he didn't need to give his address. He lives in a house that hangs over a cliff. It's probably pretty easy to pick out when you, you know, you're on the coast. He also flies there. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of reasons you would know where he lives. He had, a, like, a very public party there when he got drunk in <laughs> yeah, Iron Man yeah, 2. Yeah. Yeah. And I would assume Killian, who appears to be able to do whatever the fuck he wants whenever he wants to, could have looked up his address at some point. He didn't have to wait for him to tell him. Also, yeah, perhaps he was waiting for like it to be more public, you know, because Tony Stark made a big public, I come guess, get me, but I mean, come again, get me, I feel like bro. if a terrorist really wanted, he could figure out where Tony Stark lived. But the other thing that's like weird is there's that like other doctor is there and she's like, uh, should we be worried about this? And she like can see a missile coming towards the house on the news. Her reaction is so blasé that I was just like, shouldn't she be scared? Like they're, they're about to die. <laughs> and, and then it turns out she's evil. So she should have been even more freaked out. Yeah. Let's fucking talk about Maya for a second here, because th- this is the character I think I like the absolutely the, the, the least well-written character in this franchise because we're given three which is saying something because again the main villain's entire motivation is tony stark one time didn't come talk to him yeah maya hansen's has appears like in three like uh three times in this movie generally she appears at the beginning in which she's a bright-eyed scientist who is working on a, a a serum that will like help cure and heal the the humanity? Then she disappears. Then she reappears in the in the movie as like a concerned like scientist working for for Killian who who thinks he's a terrorist, and you kind of like are are, are on her side. And then she reappears to reveal that she somehow went from being like I want to use extremists to, to heal people to like experimenting on 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 ptsd veterans until they explode and kill their loved ones and doesn't seem to even think about the ramifications about that until tony stark was like hey come on now here's (laughs) here's also the thing that's insane he says what were you doing there and she said i was trying to get him on our side i didn't know you and the master were going to attack the place right she is aware of the mandarin subterfuge which means she is okay with him 
creating a fake terrorist and she knows that he's having these people blow up or they're blowing up by accident and he's taking credit for it like yeah. it's it's just really and, and it's very unclear if he's killing them or if they're just dying by accident i couldn't figure that out because they give that soldier a case uh in, in you know man's chinese theater and he takes a puff of it and immediately dies. So I was like, is killing killing them to build up the Mandarin thing? Because at one point they make it seem like he created the Mandarin just to explain away the explosion so nobody will know that it's people exploding? I guess. But I also feel like you're telling me in the day and age this movie's supposed to be taking place, no one's ever been far enough away from one of these explosions, sees a guy start glowing bright red and explode and told the authorities? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like somebody would have pieced it together. Somewhere there's a video camera that captures the guy turn, you know, it, becoming a monster before he explodes. They're not that big of an explosion. Yeah, and we also have to contend with like uh, uh well sorry just to, to 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 expound upon that point from earlier with maya like i i couldn't have laughed harder during the scene tony stark now like world saving philanthropist is is handcuffed to a metal bed frame in a literal dungeon while killian struts in and brags about having injected his beloved like like what like, like a fiance or, or 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 girlfriend I don't know what they are at this point with with a with a um unstable like experimental serum that is that is that is causing her an unrelated party to writhe in pain and Maya's just like I was trying to finish my formula so I could do good I'm like excuse me <laughs> it's, yeah it'd be like like if Doc, Dr. Mangala was like well I was just trying to help people with my research it's like you mean your research in the holocaust you piece of shit I I was really hoping to finish my cure for cancer, but the only people, the only person that would bankroll me was Osama bin Laden. So yes, I may have helped him do September 11th, but my ultimately, it's like, how do you, how do you even like deliver a line like that? Like she's like just like sitting here, like there's literally a hologram of Pepper Potts writhing in the background. She's like, I was trying to do good, and then Tony's like. But you didn't. And she's like, oh, shit. Yeah, he's like, I'm the only one here with a soul. And it's like... Okay. That's it? That's how fragile your delusion... Like, I understand that you probably... Do, in, in deep, deep psychological delusion to arrive at this point. And all it took was Tony Stark being like, hey, don't do that. Here's also, here's also a plot that doesn't make sense. This woman has based her extremist formula off of a note card that Tony wrote her while he was almost blackout drunk before they had sex. Correct. Well, yes. she seemed now, to have, now keep that in mind. She, next, sorry, she, she seemed to have, like, some some progress she, on she, it. Yeah, she had had progress, but yeah, yeah, she yeah. got further with human right, testing right, right. based on this thing Tony helped her work on. Because she was talking about the glitch in the system which causes it to explode. He helps her, and she's gotten it somewhat under control. Tony Stark gets captured, becomes Iron Man. At no point during the ensuing, like, two to three years does she ever just go to Tony Stark's house and ask him for help? Why does she have to use... Like, this guy, he's a billionaire. He says he doesn't want to be... Like, he comes back and says, I don't want to be in the arms race anymore. I'm not going to make weapons. 
Why didn't she just go to him and be like, hey, will you fund my extremist thing? I think I could help amputees regrow their limbs. And I yeah, think I, he would have been like, yes. I don't know I how she, she <laughs> ended up specifically with the terrorist. Uh, it seems, seems alarming that well, that was like... Her answer seems to be, well, he got all the money. And I, yeah. it, and I needed the money and it's like wait though i feel like if you had gone to any grant place and been like i think i figured out a way to regrow limbs somebody would have given you some money you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, it's not like you sure. were like i'm trying to like you know turn people into dinosaurs yeah that'd be a hard grant to get <laughs> but Although, you know i think just being like certainly something someone in the marvel's universe has done at some point i'm sure yeah, those guys, the, those guys who live in the, the Savage Land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I can't think of his name. Doctor, or Mr. Sinister. So, he never got know, his PhD. I, I, I mean, looking back, I do agree with you that, that, that Tony feels certainly different and, and a little anachronistic from other Tony Starks. But I think he's the strongest part of this movie, ultimately. Is, well, is, I mean, he couldn't be the weakest part. <laughs> well, yeah. But the fact that we spend time with him, the fact that we see him doing some ingenuity outside the suit, the fact that the time we have to well, see him do... That's another scene that got me. Oh, it's yeah. It's the scene where he's like, the kid's like, just invent something. And for some reason, the guy whose whole thing is he invents things hadn't thought of that. <laughs> yeah, he then yeah. goes on to invent uh, a taser that's just more powerful than a normal taser. Uh, a christmas ornament that explodes which i think is just something from home alone and then a nail gun which acts like a real gun which he could have just bought because again this is the united states he did and he was in tennessee right i'm yeah a fucking gun would have fallen on him well i think he, could, I think he can't point... walk outside the street in tennessee and not trip over a pistol he could have just bought a real gun and walked up and shot them he didn't need anything else yeah, if, if they had if they had shown him like creating like a device to like get through one of their security panels or something, or like or, anything that was even remotely clever, he essentially just created means to kill people, but just not effectively. Hey, he made his own hot hand, which is pretty cool, right? It's an oven mitt with coils on it. <laughs> yeah, what what a but I what prefer a genius. I th there's something to say about the scenes where you get partial suit Iron Man. Like when he's um, you see it, you see it later on used in uh in in uh Winter Soldier when he's like you know uh, Winter Soldier breaks out and he has just just the hand glove yeah that's a great use of the partial and Tony a, there's Stark some, uh, there's some this was like not there's some scenes like that in this one where he breaks out of like the the hit the holding cell although I was also confused by that the the premise is, is that he he I don't get what he did. So he, he, in Tennessee, he goes to a hardware store and makes, like, okay, said, like a, bunch, yeah. a bunch of Home Alone guns. And then he, like, took all this junk and drove to Miami, which is, like, Jesus Christ, it's, like, a long drive. And then he drove to Miami. Yeah. He, he drove, like, nine and a half hours. Nine and a half hours to Miami. <laughs> and then, like, rolls up outside Killian's crib and, he, and, and knocks out, like, the four guards. Yeah, uh, and keep in mind, Killian has a fake terrorist in this place. And he has about the same amount of guards as, like, a mall does. Yeah. And, no, <laughs> and, and, and no, they're no very apparent... bad at their job. Two of them are just standing talking to each other by a fountain. What the fuck are they guarding? No apparent security camera. It's bizarre. But but he he shows up to, to use these Home Alone implements, as you said, to take a gun, which he could have acquired at any point during this conversation, or reached out to someone, like, like Tony like Stark. 
Oh yeah, like the Avengers, like, mean, like like any like, of the Avengers, like Nick Fury, you know, to like come help. Anyway, I, mean, I guess you can't really ever say that in any of these movies because it would just ruin the movie. But, but it's, um, it's it's very hard in this one, it, yeah, because it's like he has hard. no, like you know, like in the Captain America movie and stuff, you're like, well, I get it, you know, he wants to finish it on his own or he's working for Shield. But like in this one, it's literally he has yeah. no suits of armor, he can't when, defend himself. Why when is Cap's he calling for help. When Cap's looking for like Bucky, you know he's he's concerned that you know obviously the federal government will will take him, you know. So but he has to still work... ask for Falcons. Help. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He could he could call on fucking someone, but um, but he shows up with these Home Alone implants to get a real gun, which becomes the crux of his plan to have a gun. Yes. Uh, and and let me tell you too, this movie was like, hey. You know how it's implied that those people he shoots with those lasers are probably dead, but in your mind oh, you can be like, they're just yeah. unconscious. Here, this time yeah, they're he, like, here he is shooting a guy three times in the chest with a pistol, and yeah. then just blind spraying an SMG at guys. I was like, oh, I guess they're just, it we're, was, we're done with the, uh... It was a little shocking. No I, was not, I was not exactly ready for that to, like, go down, and then I was like, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, to get a gun, and then he's imprisoned and then he calls on his armor to come to him was it implied that it was like fucking charge what is this here's here's the thing that's very confusing so they talk about how he needs to get it to charge and it won't charge they never explain how it charges now because he never actually tells the kid how to get it to charge fine whatever he has timed it because he says what is it 802 yeah yeah and uh the gloves show up and then the kid comes and they're trying to get out. How did the glove get out of the door if the other glove can't, and the helmet can't, and the leg, the feet can't, which are all the same size as the hand section? Why can't they get it? Then they get out, and they travel from Miami to Tony Stark in four and a half minutes, maybe. That, if even that, in the movie. Like, in movie time. That yeah, that was... Real time, for the mo- in, was, in the sense of the movie. Four and a half minutes. That was really How hard fast to... are they going? That was really hard to try and, like, visualize. They're going 200 miles per hour, I guess? Like, they're fucking flying. When they get to him, I think they would just kill him when they hit him. Yeah, I mean, like, how do you slow down when you're going that fast? I'm trying to imagine, like, how much... Does he have to have fuel? Are they just like are they just flying across the continental United fucking states? Like it seems well, that, and that's insane. that's one of the things that's very confusing that they never really explain in any of these movies. Like is sort of what what exactly is uh, Tony like? I, I don't know. Like they need to be charged. So are they just? It, it does they fly based on just energy because before it was pulling on the arc reactor in his chest that's how the iron man suit worked it drew all of its power from that and so like i just you know they don't really explain how that makes repulsors work but repulsors aren't a real thing i guess so you just let it ride but when it's not connected to that what are they using because like the arc reactor is described as being able to power a whole city you know what I mean? So it's like producing a lot of power. I don't think somebody charging it with like a diehard battery is going to work. <laughs> I feel like that'd be a small drop in the powering the suit of armor. We literally, why doesn't the suit of armor when he's wearing it? He's like, I got I guess he has to charge it because he's not in it. Yeah, but it's we, just very weird. We, we literally see like the mask itself with little tiny repulsor rockets 
like flying through the air. As it, this, this, the mask alone, this thin sheet of metal has enough rocket power and fuel and guidance systems to fly. I don't. Know, I know. I know. I'm trying to poke holes in Iron Man, a character that but uses it, it's like just nano very, armor. But it's very it, confusing. It's hard to picture it. Even it needs it, to. It needs to make sense within the rules they've set. Yeah. Up for their exactly. Universe. Yeah. And then, and then it flies there, and he finally assembles the suit. And then apparently, it's just the slightest like nudge causes the entire suit to just like s- like fall, fall apart. apart. Like, yeah. like he's a fucking Roblox character, and I do not fucking understand why it's that poorly built and why this movie did it like five times. That bit of the, yeah. just the armor falling apart. <laughs> they really, they really were like, "Oh, I've got a great joke. What if I just keep doing it?" <laughs> that that was like a big i felt like that was a studio or like a note in the writer's room was like it worked once let's try it seven more times like i understand that the iron man suit is difficult to suit in and suit out of so having it being segment pieces that like line up and and join together is useful but is it does this usefulness offset the fact that it's just the fucking shoddiest thing you've built since you were in a cave? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tony Stark built this in a cave with scraps, and now he can't even build one that stays together. <laughs> now, as soon as he like, 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 like nudges an edge while flying, it all comes comes popping off. Um, and again, that was like one of the many problems I, I feel like in this movie was it just never made sense. Like what was going on the the physics of like like the end fight scene he has 40 some suits of armor show up and these extremist guys they're just people i mean they're strong and they have guns but they're just regular guns and regular people they're as just long hopping as the around. iron man suits just flew at a reasonable altitude away altitude away from them and just shot them with lasers they could kill them because we've seen that the lasers will kill them if you hit them in like a vital part of their body like their brain they just die. So I couldn't figure out how they were losing that final fight until the end when all of a sudden they're just all dead. No, but they never really explained how they all died. I guess, like, did they die because Killian died? I never did understand that. And in the movie, you wonder, I guess some of them probably got away. But based on the other movies, nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> extremists, we're not talking about it anymore. <laughs> it's not around. Um, I don't have time for you, extremists. Uh, in, the, in the comics, uh, he's... Tony Stark is like so badly brutalized in the extremist storyline when he tries to go up against um, the, the uh, Malin that he, he he his bones are like broken and his injuries are critical. So he takes a modified version of the extremists, like mixed with his own tech. So like it not only like saves his life, but it gives him like almost like nanobot kind of like in his bones that comes out of his skin and like forms armor around him that's the extremist armor from the comics which obviously is not in this but it also is combined with uh external pieces that snap to him much like the ones that he's assembling that come to him like rocket style the way that they're doing throughout this movie so yeah you can see, you can see where they got bits and pieces but uh yeah it's it's certainly it's certainly a, a, a deviation from from the comics which is probably fine because tony stark like like oozing nanobites like pus from weird holes on his skin is kind of upsetting. <laughs> nope, sounds hot. I mean, <laughs> did I? Is that is that in the recording? Yeah. Oh. Um. Uh, can we also talk about the very end of the movie? 
Which like, is um, post credits. Uh, well, no, no, not that scene. But like, uh, where Tony just is like, "All right, I'm gonna blow up all my Iron Man suit." And oh yeah, like, what oh, the fuck? You're like, that's sort of a weird choice because those are like important to keeping you safe. Also, you're just gonna have them all back when Avengers Two comes out. Yeah, and we you really this, didn't learn anything from Iron Man Three. This movie's plot just confirmed the need for them, not the opposite. Yeah, like that, like that finale, like would line up with like the finale if this was like Armor Wars or something, you know, where like Tony's yeah. tech was like taken by other people who then twisted it into their own Iron Manish suits and like did harm, and then he's like, it's not worth having it. I can be the only Iron Man, and then destroys them all. But that's not the plot, and like no, all... not at all. That could not and be that... less of the plot actually. And that's which. And that... And the villain, the movie. and the villain isn't trying to take his armors and like use them. So there's like there's nothing established to say that these suits are not needed, other than two things the movie implies. One is Pepper doesn't like them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is I I found because like I feel like if my significant other, if I had one, would uh, you know. It would, I would be psyched if they had a robot suit. That could yeah, that, to me. that would fly I would to love me. that. I know. And, and, cause, I would love to know that I'm not going to Because, again, the, the, the all I worry suits, about, really. The suit he has was able to save Pepper, and then the multiple suits were able to save Pepper and, and, and Rhodey. And the president of the United and States. And the president of the United States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and no one threatened to steal them from him or modify them. They just, he just used them to save the day, and then was like, well... <laughs> yeah it, it's it, it was like one of the most confusing it's like to a movie i was like wait why is this the end it's like when a movie when someone shoots like a gun until it's out of ammo and then throws the gun it's like we have more bullets you can just keep <laughs> the gun you don't, you don't have, to, have to keep doing that because we have to go find that now <laughs> it still has value for you going forward unless a unless a sentient gun kidnaps your wife i don't know why you'd throw your blow your guns up at the end of a movie in which you used guns to save your wife it's, yeah, <laughs> i it's just very don't weird. i just don't get what they were trying to go for just yeah, and, like, then he, and then he even removes her superpowers. So now they're just back to being two people who could very easily be murdered. <laughs> yeah, and, and if, if you say, well, it's Tony Stark, he'll he'll definitely build a secure place for them to live and where they can't be ambushed. That proved to be false. <laughs> yeah, if anything, he will not. That's what we learned to most is, no, he will it's, not. It's kind of like, almost like Tony Stark learned anti-lessons in this movie. <laughs> yeah, the you only lesson I mean? he learned was, no. Uh, I don't need to listen to other people or make sense <laughs> yeah 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 it's 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 pretty it's pretty strange i mean again i like delving into him as a character and exploring you know outside the suit and that it's not so quippy and that you know um and seeing all the suits was really interesting which is what sort of the all the promo materials bragged about only for them to just be <laughs> destroyed it'd be like, oh no that that wasn't the plot did we make it seem like that was the plot we didn't mean to oh okay and then written back into the plot uh during later movies when necessary <laughs> as you point yeah. out it, it, yeah it's just so weird like how quickly they're like no 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 they're back and you're like oh so that need mo- so that movie meant nothing like most marvel movies oh uh, shield hydra no not in the next movie <laughs> And if I'm not mistaken, yeah, Armor Wars is coming. That is a that is a future project. 
Um, yeah, which I'm not 100% sure how that's going to work because the plot of Armor Wars requires there to be an Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be... It says... It, it describes as James Rhodes must confront one of Tony Stark's greatest fears as Stark Tech falls into the wrong hands. So I think it's a James Rhodes movie, um, which, I mean, I guess I'm willing to try. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like a very odd choice. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's it's certainly curious. Um, I I'm looking at my notes here, and, and I, I think I I think I covered my complaints and my and my uh and my positive feedback. I mean, again, just to kind of wrap it back around, I, I felt like you. Like I never saw this movie. I knew bits about it. I I think I think I heard lots of negative things, probably of, of people like complaining about the Mandarin being a fake out. And just assume the movie was just like irredeemable and never like went around to go back to it. But you know, I didn't. I didn't not enjoy myself. I didn't find myself bored. There's like we pointed out, giant plot holes, and the finale seems like the finale for a different movie um, of him blowing up all the armor for no fucking reason. But I don't. I don't loathe what I experienced. You know. I yeah. I guess. I don't know. I I find it pretty loathworthy. Uh... <laughs> I mean, you said you didn't like, you didn't hate it as much as you thought you were going to hate it. Yeah, it wasn't like is as that a low bar as, as I recalled it being? But I mean, like that's sort of like being like you know, it was only like being shot in the face, not you know. <laughs> Put that on the poster. Yeah, I mean, it's not something you you're gonna want to have. Is like your main claim to fame. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess. It was. I mean, it wasn't like as bad as the worst MCU movies, but it felt very much in the vein of like it wasn't uh, so dumb that it was like uh, Multiverse of Madness or Love and Thunder, where I was just like, boy, this really was not. This was really bad. Like they shouldn't have made this. Somebody should have really stopped them and been like, this is you know a movie where we take a a main character and make her a mass murder. Okay, cool. Or one where like a woman has stage four cancer and we play it for jokes. That's, you know, it's like a weird thing to put into a movie. Yeah. But this felt sort of like, um, Ant-Man and the Wasp where I was like, Oh, it was a movie. <laughs> you know, I paid for it. I watched it. Yeah. Things it happened. There was moments where I was like, eh. uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I liked it. I think it's, I enjoyed it more than two. Cause again, I can remember almost nothing from two. Um, but as we go into like I later, disagree I like two better as you go into later movies in the MCU I don't think uh you know it quite holds up I think it, it also feels like you know we get further and further from doing triples of of individual characters you know what I mean uh yeah well Guardians I don't know they keep trying to do it yeah Guardians of the Galaxy is getting uh, a third and Ant-Man's getting and, a third and Ant-Man yeah so, so maybe guess... I'm just maybe I'm just dumb and wrong but it seems like they're generally kind of walking a little bit away from that um so it I seems... think when they think there's no money to be made they're like yeah we should get that <laughs> um uh, but would you uh for someone who hasn't seen it or perhaps like you saw it didn't like it and is considering revisiting it to find value is it a worthy um, endeavor i i could see rewatching. yeah i i guess too if you like the iron man movies and and stuff i don't think you're gonna be like mad if you rewatch it 
You know what I mean? It, it may not, it's not going to be like you're going to be like, wow, what a film. You know what I mean? It's it's not it's not going to be a sentence you're going to utter out loud. But I think that maybe it's good enough to watch one more time, right? Right? Right. I know this. I, I know this. This sound I'm making with my voice makes it seem like no, but I think maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, rewatch it. <laughs> All right. How about you, Ben? You think you should rewatch it? Can you please Photoshop a poster that has that entire quote at the bottom? As yeah, the, as just the with like a lot of like so many ellipses yeah. in between. Where I'm well, like, should I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't. But maybe. you think, you know what? Fine, fuck it. Watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I, I don't know what else you're gonna watch. Some like the pull shitty quotes, Netflix movie. The pull quotes are from like the New York Times says a fantastic revisit of a beloved character. Roger Ebert says a, a wonderful new version of of the Tony Stark we've come to love. <laughs> Pokes my own of, of not another origin story. Well, I don't know. I fucking hated it the first time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, I mean, I, if you ask me if I'd rather be shot in the head or shot... <laughs> yeah, I'll sit through it. I'll watch it. I'll watch it again. And you just look at the box like, why did they put this on here? <laughs> yeah, I guess I would. Yeah, you know what? I will. They were really desperate for pull quotes. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're like, it was like, wow, this is the entire back of the box. They don't even give a synopsis of the movie. Well, uh, it goes you know, on to the side, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice to revisit mainstream Marvel, you know, and, and I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to um, to revisit uh, this this kind of dialogue when we cover Iron Man four colon. Whoops, sorry, what happened? Yes, <laughs> Iron Man four. Why do I keep making these suits if I seem to not like it? Iron Man 4. Sorry, he he's what now? <laughs> Iron Man 4. We met this contract demands. Uh, Iron, Iron Man 4. I skipped Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> should I should I have caught up on the MCU before I wrote this? Do I need to catch up? I think I've got it. <laughs>